Welcome to another episode of the ASMR University Podcast. I'm Dr. Craig Richard, and this podcast series is an exploration of the origin, the art, and the science of autonomous sensory meridian response. I want to begin with expressing gratitude to several listeners. Thank you to JD116, Jacool47, and also Logan Jenkins for taking the time to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I am very grateful. Up until now, I had not known the identity of anyone writing a review for this podcast, but I am happy to share that I do know Logan Jenkins. At the end of this podcast, I will share how I know Logan because it is information that you may find useful. Before beginning today's episode, I want to also let you know that sometimes I will be speaking directly into my right microphone. And sometimes I will be speaking directly into my left microphone. So it may be best to listen with headphones to be able to hear this audio separation. And now on to today's topic. It is about a new project I am launching, which will be related to topics of some upcoming podcast episodes. I definitely will be having more history of ASMR topics on future podcast episodes. I'm actually currently working on an episode about Whispering Life, who is perceived by many to be the the first ASMR artist. But doing these History of ASMR episodes gave me an idea. In my prior podcast episodes, I've enjoyed quoting the voices from those individuals who have been involved in the history of ASMR. Those voices from the past add a genuine perspective and a breath of humanity to understanding the journey so far. But the journey and the understanding of ASMR are far from complete. If you are listening to this podcast, then you are part of the journey of ASMR, and I want to add your voice to this podcast. This is my new project. I am calling it Voices of ASMR. If you are listening to this podcast episode at night, then you may fall asleep soon and miss the rest of this episode. No worries. You can always read about the details of this project on my website. Just go to asmruniversity.com and click the 
Voices of ASMR link at the top of the homepage. Now for those who are still awake, here are the details about the Voices of ASMR project. I want you to write about your ASMR experiences and then I will share them with the world so others can understand ASMR even better. For example, a future podcast episode topic may be, what does ASMR feel like? There is no one answer to this. Although there are a lot of commonalities to the sensations of ASMR, there are also a lot of important variations. I want to bring together some of the limited research done on the sensation of ASMR with some theories on the sensation of ASMR with your experiences of ASMR. Then combine this information together for future podcasts and blog articles. I've come up with 12 initial questions for the Voices of ASMR project that will guide you in sharing your ASMR experiences. Question number one. What does ASMR feel like to you? Question number two. At what ages have you experienced ASMR? Question number three. What triggers ASMR for you in the real world? Question number four. What triggers ASMR for you while you're watching a video? Question number five. Can you trigger ASMR on command? Question number six. Is ASMR a sexual feeling for you? Question number seven. Has your ability to experience ASMR ever gone away? Question number eight. Does ASMR help you with falling asleep? Question number nine. Does ASMR help you with stress? Question number 10. Does ASMR help you with a down mood? Question number 11. Does ASMR help you with focusing on a task? And lastly, question number 12. 
How else is ASMR helpful or useful to you? I think there are a lot of people who will be interested in your answers. I've even categorized them into four groups. Group number one, people who are learning about ASMR for the first time. When many people first learn about ASMR, they are highly curious about it whether or not they experience it. Your answers to these questions will provide them with great insight and understanding. Group number two. People who are curious to know how others experience ASMR. I've seen people on the ASMR subreddit asking if their ASMR experience is typical. Some of these individuals are unsure if they are experiencing ASMR because it does not match up exactly with descriptions that they have read elsewhere. Being able to read or hear about a large diversity of ASMR experiences can help others to better understand what they are experiencing. Group number three, people who are writing articles or papers about ASMR. I am often contacted by students writing papers for their schools and also by journalists writing articles for their media agencies. I can always share my ASMR experiences with them, but the Voices of ASMR Project allows me to share your ASMR experiences with them, which ultimately will give them a more complete understanding in perspective about ASMR. And lastly, group number four, people who are creating research projects about ASMR. For scientists and researchers to create accurate and comprehensive survey questions or experiments, they must have a deep understanding of the subject matter they are investigating. This can be a catch-22 for the topic of ASMR, because how can someone know a lot about something which has not been studied extensively? The Voices of ASMR project will collect anecdotes which are not usually considered meaningful data. But these anecdotes, meaning your individual experiences, can inform 
and help researchers to construct better experiments which therefore will collect meaningful data. So how can you submit your written answers to one or more of these 12 initial questions for the Voices of ASMR project? One way is to use the link in the text description of this podcast episode. Or the other way is to go to the top of the homepage for asmruniversity.com and click the link titled Voices of ASMR. Once you click that link, you will be taken to the main page of the Voices of ASMR project. And there you will see that list of the 12 questions. To answer any of those 12 questions, just click on that question and it will take you to the dedicated page for that question and you can write your answer directly on that page. When you finish writing your answer to any of the 12 questions, you may include your real name or a pseudonym. Either is okay. There is also a place to enter your email if you want to. Your email will not be shown to others. It just allows you to be notified if anyone replies to what you have written or replies to that same question. Now, what if you are interested in answering one of the 12 questions, but you're not exactly sure what to write in your answer? The dedicated page for each of the 12 questions has additional sub-questions to help guide you. Let me read to you the sub-questions for each of the 12 main questions so you can start visualizing how you might answer them. Question number one. What does ASMR feel like? Explain what ASMR feels like to you. Include details like What physical sensations do you feel? Where do you feel these sensations on your body? What emotional and psychological sensations do you feel? How strong are the sensations? How long does it last? Question number two. At what ages is ASMR experienced? Explain at what ages you have experienced ASMR. Include details like, what is your earliest memory of experiencing ASMR? What triggered ASMR for you in your childhood, in your adolescence, and in your adulthood? Have your ASMR triggers changed as you've gotten older? 
Question number three. What triggers ASMR in the real world? Explain what triggers ASMR for you in the real world. Include details like, are you triggered by voices, sounds, sights, touches, smells, other things? Which of the above trigger types is the strongest for you? What real-world situations trigger your ASMR the strongest? Do your immediate surroundings make a difference? Is the sensation similar or different from ASMR triggered by a video recording or an audio recording? Question number four. What triggers ASMR while watching a video? Explain what triggers ASMR for you when you're watching a video. Include details like, are you triggered by the voices, the sounds, the sights? Which of the above trigger types is the strongest for you? Can you experience ASMR by listening to a video with the screen off? What specific actions, sounds, scenarios, or role plays in a video stimulate your ASMR the strongest? Do your immediate surroundings make a difference to your ability to experience ASMR from a video? Do you prefer intentional ASMR videos or unintentional ASMR videos? Who are your favorite ASMR artists and why do you like them better than other artists? For you, is the ASMR stimulated by a video similar or different from the ASMR stimulated by a real-world situation? Question number five. Can ASMR be triggered on command or spontaneously? Explain if you can stimulate or experience ASMR on command or spontaneously. Include details like, can you stimulate ASMR on command? If so, how do you trigger it? Does it ever happen spontaneously or randomly? Do you consider this meditation or something else? Do your immediate surroundings make a difference? How is the sensation similar or different from ASMR triggered by a video or by a real-world 
stimulus. Question number six. Is ASMR a sexual feeling? Explain if ASMR is a sexual sensation. Include details like, does your ASMR feel the same as a sexual response? How is your ASMR similar to a sexual response? How is your ASMR different from a sexual response? Question number seven. Can the ability to experience ASMR go away? Explain if your ability to experience ASMR has ever gone away. Include details like, was it temporary or permanent? How long did it take to return if it came back? How often were you experiencing ASMR when it went away? Do you think there was anything else that contributed to your ASMR going away besides the frequency of the ASMR? Like medications, drugs, diet, stress, or anything else? Have you figured out a method to minimize getting decreased ASMR? Question number eight. Does ASMR help with falling asleep or insomnia? Explain if ASMR helps you to fall asleep Include details like, how did you discover that ASMR helps you to fall asleep? Are there specific ASMR triggers or ASMR artists that help you to fall asleep the most? Do you watch videos, listen to audio only, or experience another type of trigger? to help you fall asleep. How does ASMR compare with other methods or treatments you have used to help you fall asleep or stay asleep? Have you been diagnosed by a clinician with insomnia or any other sleep-related disorder? Have you discussed the effect of ASMR on your sleep with your clinician. Question number nine. Does ASMR help with stress or anxiety? Explain if ASMR helps you to deal with stress. Include details like, how did you discover that ASMR helps you to deal with stress? Are there specific ASMR triggers or ASMR artists that help you to deal with stress the most? 
How does ASMR compare with other methods or treatments you have used to deal with stress? Have you been diagnosed by a clinician with anxiety, PTSD, OCD, or any other related condition? Have you discussed the effect of ASMR on your stress with your clinician? Question number 10. Does ASMR help with a down mood or depression? Explain if ASMR helps you with a down mood. Include details like How do you discover ASMR is helpful to a down mood? Are there specific ASMR triggers or ASMR artists that help you to deal with a down mood the most? How does ASMR compare with other methods or treatments you have used to deal with your mood? Have you been diagnosed by a clinician with depression or other mood-related conditions? Have you discussed the effect of ASMR on your mood with your clinician? Question number 11. Does ASMR help with focusing or ADD? Explain if ASMR helps you to focus. Include details like, How did you discover ASMR helped you to focus? What tasks or situations does ASMR help you to focus on? Are there specific ASMR triggers or ASMR artists that help you to focus the most? How does ASMR compare with other methods or treatments you have used to help you focus? Have you been diagnosed by a clinician with ADD, ADHD, or any other related condition? Have you discussed the effect of ASMR on your ability to focus with your clinician? And lastly, question 12. How else is ASMR helpful? Explain how else ASMR is helpful. Include details like, In what ways is ASMR helpful or useful to you besides for falling asleep, decreasing stress, lifting mood, or increasing focus? Are there specific ASMR triggers or ASMR artists that are most helpful to you? How does ASMR compare with other methods or treatments you have used? Have you been diagnosed by a clinician with a condition which is related to how ASMR is helpful to you? 
have you discussed how ASMR is helpful to you with your clinician? I look forward to reading and sharing your answers to any or all of these questions. With your input, the Voices of ASMR project should help to communicate a more comprehensive and accurate understanding of ASMR to the world. This wraps up another episode of the ASMR University Podcast. Stay tuned for an upcoming episode about Whispering Life, the possible first ASMR artist. Once again, I want to thank JD116, Dracool47, and Logan Jenkins for sharing your feedback and for letting me know that you are out there. If you are also listening, then feel free to say hello and share your thoughts by rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. I know that doing that takes time, so I will sincerely and personally thank you at the beginning of a future episode. As I stated previously, let me share how I know Logan Jenkins. I recently interviewed Logan from my website because he is a host, along with Lee Terrell, of the terrific podcast titled ASMR Newscast. On their podcast, you can hear news from around the ASMR community, along with a mix of ASMR trigger sounds. One of their recent episodes even has a wonderful interview with Heather Feather. I highly recommend their podcast if you've not checked it out already. Also, if you have any feedback about today's topic or thoughts on any ASMR-related topic, then please do send me an email at asmruniversity at gmail.com. Your ASMR experiences, curiosities, and questions will all make this podcast even better. So I look forward to sharing your email feedback with the other listeners. And finally, if you are interested in learning even more about ASMR, feel free to check out my ASMR blog and resource center at asmruniversity.com. Until next time, I'm Dr. Craig Richard, and this has been an episode of the ASMR University Podcast.